0: You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul
1: for a lavish journey into enlightenment. Hello. Um, Hello. So, diving right into it, um, unfortunately, DUIs are a huge part of, um, or, yeah, I think sometimes we talk about the flavor of the week type of thing, or like the hot topics these days, mm-hmm. and I think... Let's see. What are what would what would you say they are? Probably like sexual assault or like offense, I suppose. Yeah, sexual
0: um, assault, sexual
1: harassment being one of them for sure. Uh, D U I S and yeah, um, I suppose integrity, but I, I guess that was always a thing. I feel like I'm missing yeah. one. But or maybe like bullying or something like that or yeah that's probably like I
0: think bullying is probably those three bullying sexual harassment slash assault and uh, DUIs are huge when it comes to uh, or hazing I I, would hazing probably oh yeah I think hazing kind of like
1: basically it's like PC culture and then DUIs maybe you could funnel that in there as well yeah Um, but yeah, so just talking about DUIs, the unfortunately we've seen that people that get DUIs usually have a huge hit on their career. I don't know, I mean, I don't know if we could really speak to not because of like confidentiality, but I don't know if we could really speak to how much they affect it because it really depends on the person and the, like where they are in their career and all this type of stuff and Yeah, circumstance, you know,
0: uh, Yeah. And who like what all the climate is like near you individually um, yeah and I think it also matters too depending on what your organization is or what your organization is going through um, you know I, I know a whole lot of people on the civilian side who have DUIs or DUIs uh, and they're completely fine and then I know people who are in the military who've had DUIs and they're actually pretty fine then I know people who are on the outside and in the military who've kind of got raked over the coals for a DUI that wasn't um I don't want to minimize it but but DUIs that weren't um it it wasn't that weren't cut and dry I guess you will will say there weren't like uh it's really hard to talk about this subject (laughs) I know
1: it is because you
0: don't want you don't want to like we don't want to minimize the impacts that duis have and obviously or maybe it's not so obvious um duis can have a huge impact especially when something catastrophic happens with them uh like somebody on the other hand or on the other end of the spectrum gets killed because of the drunk driver or the intoxicated driver uh you know, that that wrecks, you know, multiple families, not only the victim, but the uh, perpetrator, I guess, if you will. But at the same time, there's a lot of instances where uh, there's no harm or there's no harm other than violating the law. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a it's an odd topic to have, you know, especially like you mentioned, I think the outrage culture um and the pendulum swing one from one end to the other plays a huge factor but um go ahead with what you got sorry got yeah no here. that's
1: so that made that sparked a memory or uh, an idea of like it is it is so freaking crazy how in like the civilian sector even with um even with like, leave, you know, they have the different vacation days and that type of stuff. Like you could leave on Saturday and go to like Italy as long as you're back on Monday, you know, and same thing with, <laughs> yeah. with like a DUI or like a parking ticket. I mean, I'm sure at some companies are definitely like in the government, I suppose, I guess, since we are in the government or like somewhere where it's like high, you know, high viz type of thing. If you get a DUI, it's like, there's um, obviously something to be said there, but otherwise if you're like, if you're not if basically if you're not it doesn't affect your work performance then they, nobody cares right but yeah. in the in the uh, military obviously they care and it's just become one of those things that's like for lack of a better term kind of like a you know mark on your record whereas like nobody else has or people don't have as big of a marks so yeah not to get into the whole one mistake air force thing but it's I, I think we. I think we always fall into the trap of, and when I say we, like leadership and you know the big air force, the big blue, falls into the trap of like they don't like they say when we fly and stuff like hey make mistakes because you can learn, but then if we make mistakes outside of work and we get in trouble, they're like well you're a shitty person now or you know like we're like well now fuck you type of thing you know, and it's like yeah it's it's very hard to say. To you know, kind of speak on both sides of your mouth there, uh, but then also, as you were alluding to as well, the situations are also very subjective and so and very so differently, right? I mean, black and white, I suppose, is you drive drunk, but like the situation in which they happen could be crazy, especially not to go too far on a tangent, but especially if you're the uh, person in the car with them, um, yeah. It's not the same gravity, I suppose, from what I've seen, but it's still like really substantial, more than you'd think. Right.
0: Uh, I I want to kind of touch on that too for a
1: second. Uh, I think what you said you
0: you sparked something that made me think. There, sure, there are on the civilian side. There's varying degrees of violation, you know. Right. Um, if you get too many if you get uh, a bunch of car tickets you know a lot of times you're probably not going to face um any kind of jurisprudence from your um your employer uh if you get a dui you may you may not uh, depends on what was going on if you were on duty or sorry if you were at work when it happened or um if you were just it just happened you know and there, there's also things where like if you have a sexual assault claim that work you know obviously the employer is probably going to have a pretty uh, hefty reaction now when you look at it in the military it's kind of there's we just talked about varying degrees of violation uh there's not really any there's not very much varying degree uh it, it doesn't follow if, if you're it, so using the example that you had, if you're in the car with somebody who was, who got a DUI, um, you get a black mark. You may get a black mark on your record that doesn't go away. If you are drunk driving or if you um, or get a DUI, even if no one was harmed, you're getting the same amount a lot of times or you're getting that stigma or uh, basically a mark on your record that does not go away it's same and it's just a lot of uh getting a mark on your record essentially kind of being the final stone in whatever you no matter what the severity of it was whether it was you know um i i think we could all probably agree if you go up and just assault like physically assault some guy or gal on um at, at work you know that's prob that's a pretty hefty like that's a pretty serious thing But, um, showing up late, you know, that's, uh, actually scratch that. Everything I just said was bullshit. I don't know. Like, I'm not doing a very good job of explaining this. Uh, No, I know what
1: you mean. Like, Like, there's varying degrees. There's more, um...
0: There's there's varying degrees of severity. However... reaction is always the same no matter if it's the least severe or most severe you get the you get the you know gavel thrown at you essentially a lot of times right even at your career
1: and so that's the thing that it comes down to is like is it right you know and actually i don't even know where did this whole alcohol abuse or whatever like kind of stigma dui thing come from because we all know back in i don't know let's just say the 80s or 90s people were having like DUIs not left and right but like it wasn't uncommon for some people to have some yeah. and it wasn't like so badly seen and the culture was much different with like
0: oh hell I'd say like in this the 40s up through probably the 90s like a, a, every decade it probably got more and more worse but you know yeah. I like those things are just like ah like a lot of times they, there's probably no such thing as a DUI I can't uh someone has got the fact check for me for that, but a lot, times, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times, like, you look back and you hear a few people like, oh, just he's just the town drunk, or he gets a little bit too sauce when he's working. Uh, just, just take him home, you know? Or he drove, ah, he crashed his car. Just get him home,
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's actually interesting. I never really thought about that. Where was, like, kind of the tipping point of all that, especially in the military, you know? But, yeah, so that that kind of lends itself to is it so? Is it that bad then, right? I think maybe maybe part of it came from when we did sequestration and they were kind of looking for things to stratify people with, or you 80. know, different differentiators, you know. Yeah. But we're we're definitely not in that anymore in terms of you know we're trying to get pe- more people in the Air Force as opposed yeah. to get rid of people as fast as we can or as easily as we can. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know, like, what are your thoughts on? if it happens to someone do you like should that i don't even know how is like is that like a huge mark on their record or should it kind of i don't know it should it be like kind of a you know slap on the hand type of thing or i i just i just hate that you know one a night of mistake leads to um for yeah for, still for lack of a better term like kind of your career getting a little bit uh, dismantled or you know you put on a different vector
0: yeah it's man this is so it's very hard to talk about because like as you as, as a listener probably already seen we're only 10 minutes in and we've already had a tough time articulating what we're we're, yeah. what we're thinking about uh it's tough because this like so drinking and driving is a huge deal. You know, it is a huge deal at the end of the day. Um, it's a needless, uh, hazard to yourself and others on the road. Um, the fact of the matter is, you know, you're driving 3000 or 6,000 pound death machines. It's already hard enough, especially with a bunch of other yahoos on the, on the road. (laughs) Uh, and to throw alcohol in the mix that's gonna slow down your judgment that's you know a whole nother can of wax that being said uh there's a lot of things that we do uh and there's a lot of things that are man it's it's a serious issue but it can it needs to be looked at um it's just one of those. Hot, I think. I honestly think it's just one of those hot button topics right now, where it's it's 100% a real issue. But a lot of times, I think our reaction to it, uh, because it's so talked about as a and put so much weight on. Uh, I think that I think that could be one of those things that um, plays into your question. Is it really? Is it really as important, or is it? Or is it really as detrimental as it should be? Um, man. Yeah, I, and
1: like it's just—it's one of those things where I mean, everybody's been faced with either that or something equivalent, where it's like you know, because I mean, it all comes down. I—I I mean, I don't know. It's hard to you know just put it into one box or whatever, but it's like it all comes down to essentially convenience is usually the way i think about it and you know i've been in that situation too where it's like you don't want to leave your car at the bar or something like that um or or sometimes people might not realize how drunk they are right yeah uh and then also i guess it comes down to also like options right it's like again nobody nobody wants the you know um Annoyance of leaving their car somewhere, and then they got to get a ride the next day or something like that. I mean, especially if you're if you're in a place like North Dakota where you you know back in the day where you don't have um, uh, easy like taxi like ride hailing services, yeah, like Uber or something. But even then, you still have to you know maybe you have to pay like forty dollars, and you're like you know in the moment, especially since you're drunk, like you're like <laughs> yeah. you know you, uh, you're it's like you're you're. I guess I just realized this, you're judging someone's judgment when their judgment is at its lowest or, you know what I mean? <laughs> or like, yeah. you know, at a low point type of thing. Yeah. And then but, the, the
0: the reaction is always, why would you let yourself get that way? You're like, oh. no, I don't think many people, well, there are people who intend to get that way, but like, especially when you're right on the line, you know, it's, they're, they're you don't intend to do that. Like, so if it's like, I think this is one of the, Probably one of my biggest gripes with this rule. Um, people, people's tolerances are varying, right? Uh, somebody like .08 is the illegal limit uh, most places. Um, somebody could be .06 and be completely hammered, you know? Um, but then the next person can be uh, a .1 and, or, 0.15, or yeah, .15 and just be completely um, what's normal. the word yeah be normal uh, and be completely coherent yeah, um, yeah, yeah no 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 loss of function what's that but uh, it's, it's odd but that's like, so, so crazy it's it's wild and then like you're but the fact that we have a rule for that that changes um is really dependent on person right that's the issue so the person who happen to have one let's, let's say they had one beer that actually put them over the limit but they're completely fine like in all honestly somebody who's 0. 0.7 or 0.0, 0, 0. 0.07 versus 0. 0.08 they're probably about the same level if somebody is driving around and they get a 0. 0.08 you know even if they're not at work or they're not on like in this situation on base um they're probably getting fried, you know, uh, but if it's a point oh seven, then they're good, but they're still going to get in trouble, you know, even though they're technically by the law, good. They just say, oh, you had a little in, under the influence. So even though you're legally allowed to do that, you're not allowed to do that. And your career is now ruined. Um, it's, it's a very, it, it's, it's
1: almost kind of arbitrary, you know? Right. And, you know, look at us, as usual, breaking down mental barriers or, you know, sparking discussion of... I never really thought about how they chose the 0.08. I mean, I always thought, like, and I would guess this is the case, that they, like, averaged it or something, maybe. Or just, you know, scientifically looked at, like, what's the tipping point of where you... You know, your judgment, like, really falls off or something like that, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, I never really thought about, like, it's kind of weird for them to set a line in the sand... Um I mean, obviously it's gotta be black and white. You can't say like, Oh, so you're, you know, six foot four and 300 pounds. So that means you're, you know, <laughs> yeah. you can go up to like 2.0 or something, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. and that's uh, uh, a separate issue too, is like psych or physiologically how it's interesting to think about how people can either have tolerances or how they can get higher up or, uh, you know, they can get drunker and still, um, operate just fine. Yeah. But yeah, so, Again, just like it's just so tough (sighs) judging somebody on the on that you know one night of mistake type of thing, and um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, this is is a tough one, man.
0: Yeah, and obviously, like we got the disclaimer and everything, so I think we're good. But there's a lot of things, like I said, you don't want to minimize it because I'm sure there, like, there's a lot of people out there who have had their lives ruined because of not only alcohol abuse, but because of, you know, a drunk driving scenario. Uh, I said, we're not trying to minimize that. Uh, But at the same time, you know, it doesn't fit, it doesn't always fit the, uh, the, I guess, the punishment doesn't always fit the crime, I
1: guess, if you will. Yeah, Um, that's probably the best way to put it in. A lot, and kind of what we were talking about before, too, was, you could like go out and think like oh i'm just going to have a beer and go back home i just want to say hi and then like you know they're taking shots and all this type of stuff and then yeah. you know you got to get back home because you need your car the next day or something like that and before you know it um you don't realize how drunk you are and that type of stuff you know uh, yeah but i think not to um get on my high horse or anything like that or you know say this is an easy solution but one thing people could do that I found good, I got this from Balder, was put a portable breathalyzer in your car mm-hmm. that so that if you if you or or if you need it some, for somebody else, you could at least test yourself or test them like if you think they're too drunk and you're like, "Well, can I breathalyze you?" and they're like, "Yeah," and then you see that they're above the limit. It's like, "Okay, but you, you buddy, could just you're coming with yeah, that. yeah. You
0: could just save the day, you know. Come here, buckaroo. you're not going yeah. anywhere." Yeah.
1: That's- I think the culture is good in the sense that, obviously, we know drinking and driving is horrible, right? So I, I suppose it's such a big deal that now people are very careful of it. There's still those idiots out there, I'm sure. Or, well, when I say idiots, I mean the people who, like, know they're too drunk to drive and still do it. Um, I don't think that's anybody we know. But... Yeah. Um, yeah. And so... I, maybe it, it's helped some people or it's prevented some things in some cases, but getting back to the career aspect of it, I don't think it should be as much of a detriment on your career. I, I can't say like you can have like three DUIs and then you're out think, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I, I just wish people were more, I mean, again, we don't know how, whoever there is, the colonels or generals who look at this to make sure people can get up to major or lieutenant colonel or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, or like, you know, their career decisions. Uh, I just don't think it should be that bad of a like black or like red flag or whatever it's called, like dark Mark or something like that, yeah. on their record, you know?
0: And it might be too, like we're just not privy being lowly um, CGOs yeah. or company grade officers uh, that we, we just don't see some of that stuff. But, and I, and I'd like to think that they do like people who are making these decisions do take um taking into consideration what should happen but there's also a lot of people you know or i and i think a lot of the times it comes down to specific people it's very um subjective because if let's say dui is this one you know colonel or general or whoever's making decisions like pet peeve they have no Understanding, right. know nothing about it. This kind of goes back again, as we mentioned before, um, the one mistake uh, career or one one mistake Air Force or military or whatever you want to call it. Uh, if that's that one person's uh, pet peeve, you're done, son. Uh, it's you can't get past it. But then, some like it might be somebody uh, like this same person. May let somebody who's gotten into you know three or four fistfights, <laughs> uh, like I ah, just give them a chance. Boys will be boys. But at the same time, that person might have like, you know had their family ruined by drunk driving, so they're like, absolutely not. If it involves alcohol, don't even bring it to me. You can just might as well just kick them out right now. Um, that might be that person's uh, prerogative. So it's really kind of creating a. It's got to be some kind of um, not statute, but I I don't know the best word for this, but there's got there's got to be some kind of leveling um, or looking at something objectively. Uh, but at the same time, if you look at something objectively, it might be the answer would be just anybody who gets a mark, just kick them out. I don't know. Uh, or are you gonna are you gonna make like you said three D three three strikes and you're out or what? I don't know.
1: Yeah, and that is true. It's we we can't take. Or we can't just assume people are not like good people and are looking at it properly and saying, "Oh, well, he's done well and everything else, but he got to do Y." I. Uh, I suppose we can overlook it because it seems like it was like a, kind of an outlier as opposed to like if someone's shitty and then they have a or if they seem like they you know aren't performing well and they have a bad attitude and all this type of stuff and it seems like kind of par for the course for them, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's like I don't know. Not to, it's tough to quantify it, type of thing, but maybe something along the lines of like, you know, if you get this many points for doing this and all this type of stuff, then like DUI takes off like 23 points or something like that, uh-huh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but the, I think the problem I have is, like you said, the, the people who are going after it, you know? And like we said, it's the flavor of the week type of thing where, yeah. you know, if you see somebody has a, you know, if you're trying to prove someone to, I don't know, have an assignment and they have a DUI, you just say no as opposed to like actually looking at the record, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that's, uh, that's probably the heart of this discussion and kind of our intent in bringing this up is, uh, people getting or having a mark, whether it's a DUI or not. Um, the person who's the decision maker in the scenario a lot of times needs to have, um, they need to look at they. They need to look at the whole person, and I, I think on the whole, no pun intended, um, the whole person concept is really, really important. And um, and who knows, maybe the people, a lot of people who are getting who are getting their pee pee schwacked on these things, are are having their whole person looked at. You know.
1: Um, I and this know. actually, this actually might be a good. I don't know if you're. If you have more to say on that, but, uh, this might be a good transition into, uh, maybe not so much catching jets, but kind of in the military still is like, it seems like we're the tides are turning a little bit. I'm not sure. I mean, certainly DOIs are still a thing and they're a big deal, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I, I don't know, maybe I haven't heard of it Reese or I don't know. just in general, I th- ah, no, not really. I was going to say the PC culture kind of seems to ebb and flow, and it seems like it's on the uh, on the downturn where it's, you know, people are kind of realizing, like, you know, people go extreme. They're like, oh, you can't do that or say that type of thing. And then, you know, it's just like something um, simple or not as extreme. And people are like, oh, chill out, man, you know. And I think we're going more towards that where it's uh, being realistic about stuff yeah. as opposed to, like, this, like, a you know uh, – really serious or extreme approach on the PC. But yeah, I don't, I I, don't know.
0: I, I personally, like, I think we, we, I can't remember if we talked (laughs) about this on the podcast or not, but, um, Um, I am not a fan of this, of the war on political correctness, um, (laughs) because like simply because like everybody, like, so think about like this, um, i what what I can understand is people who are who are getting angry at those who are not necessarily being politically correct but they're just getting offended very easily for um or they're getting offended for reasons that the intent was not to offend offend somebody um I, I think political correctness, like when you think of political correctness is a good thing. Um, there's a lot of times that you may not, you may say certain words or say certain um, things around people that you didn't realize it was offensive, but because uh, just because you thought it was, it was normal, but to a bunch of other people, because they grew up differently they may hear those same words and say, "Hey, man, that's kind of offensive to me. Like, I feel like like those are words that I do not appreciate." And somebody's like, "Oh, I had no clue." Well, I will not, I will stop saying those words. Um, but I think a lot of times people get outraged. What what I don't like about this anti-political correctness is people just don't want to be corrected when they're saying some fucked up shit. Um, they want to be able to say like they want to be able to say just outrageous things and just like ah it's just how I am. And like, dude, <laughs> like, I don't care if that's how you are. Like, that's completely rude, completely unnecessary. And you should apologize for saying that. And the fact that people, like people don't want to be, they don't want to apologize for saying something wrong. And I, another thing that I really hate, Um, <laughs> I feel like this is turning into my own personal petty podcast, but uh, <laughs> I hate when people are like, I'm unapologetically something
1: Oh yeah, that's the classic.
0: classic. Oh my god! Like when somebody says that, I'm like, dude. So all you're saying is, you're you're like you think you're making yourself sound strong, but you sound extremely weak-minded right now. That you can't admit that even though you have a strong viewpoint on something, you may not be completely right in all circumstances. Um, I cannot stand that people are like I'm. Uh, I'm not going to get into specific examples, but uh, people are, when they when they when I hear people say they're unapologetically X, Y, or Z, I just think very, I I think it's very small minded of them. Just like I think when people are automatically go to PC culture is ruining ruining America, I think it's very small minded of them because um, you know what Be, like I'll tell you what wasn't politically correct or what people were saying. You know, they think, think about it. What's two twenty almost twenty twenty. Let's think about what people were saying uh sixty years ago. If they if they were to say or let's yeah, let's let's say sixty years ago, some people would say certain words and they're like like, hey man, you know that word is offensive to certain portions of our society, and they're they're the same people would like, ah, it's just who I am. Why should I have to apologize? That is what it is, you know. Like no, like that's the whole reason you have political correctness. We don't say certain words, for instance, about gay people because it's offensive. Even though it's a, it was a part of a lot of people's culture growing up, it's politically correct not to offend somebody. Um, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna just go around yelling the, like certain things or saying certain things that are offensive to people just because I it inconvenienced inconvenience me from my normal vocabulary. I like guess I think that's dumb. I think that's yeah. really dumb and very narrow-sided and very small people to think that just be- their point of view cannot be interrupted. Um, it's almost, very selfish.
1: Almost being like kind
0: of entitled, huh? I would say, I will, if you now, if you call somebody entitled who's railing against PC culture, that's a sure way to fire them up <laughs> and, real quick. I guarantee it. I
1: guarantee it. Uh, just to put the – not the nail on the coffin, but the – close the subject, I suppose, for DUIs, I would say people's careers shouldn't be ruined. I think it should be – I suppose it kind of ha- needs to be um, a little bit of a mark or like an annotation, but I think we have inflated the um, punishment on it, right? Yeah. It should be it should not be something that you cannot come back from. Yeah. In in any stage of your career as well as um like you should have to do a lot, I suppose, to overcome it, but it should also like and this should always be the case where commanders are having holistic looks at people as opposed to just seeing like the DUI and then like throwing their file out or something, you know? Yeah. Um okay uh i don't really have much else for it <laughs> i have uh something a little more lighthearted, i suppose i feel like i always go to the snack bar and <laughs> 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 quite the tra- transition transition like always go to the snack bar do you ever feel uh, like i feel like any time i like inter like transact with the snack bar I feel like anybody could think I'm like stealing, you know. Like if yeah. nobody's there when I walk up to it, and you know I pay, and then you know somebody walks in and they then they just see me grab something <laughs> and walk away. It's like yeah. there's that's like a no win situation, you know. Type yeah. of for It's like I I just have that feel like I'm always so scared of the snack bar just because I don't want to be that guy, you know. Obviously, but because yeah. I mean somebody thinking you know perception is reality type of thing. Yeah. Where before you know it, it's like, oh, Port steals fucking Snickers from the snack bar all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, what? You just yeah. didn't pay, you know, type of thing. Yeah. That, you know, I, um, I think this is going to go into
0: psychology a little bit, but a lot of times I feel like, so I have those exact same thoughts all the time. I'm always hyper aware <laughs> of what, like, me walking in a store, like, as soon as I put my hands in my pockets, so I'm like, oh, somebody probably thinks I'm stealing. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah. But, um, I, from what I I hear and I've heard, I heard this put great, a lot of times what we see, what we think of like in this scenario of ourselves is what the reason we're thinking that way is because that's the way we think of other people.
1: Right. Um, You're kind of judging yourself the same way you judge others, huh?
0: Exactly. So like if you were in the same scenario, you you may you may think that you didn't see somebody pay oh they're probably not paying you know and it, a lot of times in all reality like i'm hard i'm more harsh on myself than i am to that person so i'd walk right. by and i'm like like oh man like my initial reaction might be like hmm, i wonder if he paid But then i'm like yeah he probably paid he's a nice guy but to me i'm like i gotta wait i'm just gonna wait till somebody comes in here <laughs> oh, i paid you see <laughs> you uh, walk you're like
1: yell- yeah you like yelled out loud I am paying twenty dollars for my one dollar Snickers because I'm <laughs> I'm doing this correctly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, yeah, I think that, and I really think that can go for a lot of things in life. Um, when you when you ca- I guess casting judgment on people, and this is less catch and jest, catch, more kind of just general lack of luxury. But a lot of times, I feel. Maybe it is uh, actually it could probably stick around to um, catching jets, but a lot of interactions we have with people um, or things that have formed us, like or maybe it's your certain view on specific politics or hot button issues. Uh, the reason you have a feeling like that is because you feel that that's something that you would do. So, for instance, um, let's say. Oh, I don't have a good example, <laughs> but a lot of times, basically what, what I'm trying to get at is the reason you are react, like your whole re- philosophy is built on if that loophole was there, I would take advantage of it. So I'm not, I'm going to close that loophole for everybody, not necessarily that, um, everybody else is going to take that loophole. It's just something I would do. So why make it, it's almost basically the, like, if I can't, if, if. I can, I wouldn't do it. Nobody else should be able to do it, you know? Right. I think that can fall into... Um, I think that can fall into some of the military things. So, for instance, like, a lot... There's a lot of things that we in the military do that are very redundant because of one person has messed something up, you know? Um, you... Like for instance, wearing wearing your a reflective belt in the middle of the day, uh, that because somebody got hit in the middle of the day because they weren't they they determined they weren't wearing a reflective belt, uh, to make everybody do that because you may view well I like I could see myself getting hit if I wasn't wearing a reflective belt so therefore everybody needs to be wearing a reflective belt.
1: Yeah, and like when they did. Because I'm sure this happened. Like when they did the investigation of why that person got hit, uh, did somebody in the room just say like, "Oh, if he had a reflective belt on, he would have been good"? And everybody's like, <laughs> "Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah." And it's like, somebody must have been sitting in that room, like, "Are these people fucking idiots?" <laughs> 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 they like, they probably like put their separation orders in the next day or something like that. I'm you getting, know, I gotta get out. This is the world we're living in. <laughs> I don't, dude there's so many things like that actually that that is one of my topics i hate that the air force like pads the pad and like it does everything to the lowest common denominator you know
0: yeah oh like, okay so you think that's that wait, <laughs> wait, wait till you work with the army oh my god uh not to disparage the army but like they, they just and i'm not disparaging the army but they just really take like there's different um, philosophies and different branches. I think the Air Force and the Navy are kind of more along similar lines, but the Army Marines definitely kind of stick their nuggets together on that kind of stuff. They go way beyond (laughs) Um, just because it's just the nature, like just how they were built, you know?
1: Yeah. And sometimes I appreciate it, but then other times, and I guess this is just in life in general, it's like, i mean it's easy to say when you make a mistake you're like oh i wish you know they made that more clear or the instructions <laughs> sure. more like apparent you know but then yeah. I, sometimes i feel like the air force doesn't make like they i don't know they make you like i don't like it, an example is this is not the air force but this is microsoft office which this this pisses me off to know and this is like a Small little thing that annoys me when you like try to print something and it says, Do you want to enable printing? And it's like, <laughs> What the fuck?
0: Why would I not want to enable printing? Yeah.
1: And it, it's like that type of stuff with the Air Force. Because again, that's not the Air Force, but it's like when the Air Force does that type of stuff where it's like, you know, we're not doing what makes sense. And it's because, uh, yeah, somebody either messed up or somebody's being risk adverse, which we've talked about on previous podcasts. Yeah. But it's like they, they, put like explicit instructions in some areas and then other areas they're like you know they don't put explicit instructions and then when you like fuck up and you know you're like les gets messed up or something they're like well yeah you're supposed to do this and didn't you know this and it's like no nobody oh, right. you know
0: <laughs> no one knows only you know you're <laughs> yes. keeping a secret so this you have this very instance where you can become the smarty pants
1: yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that is kind of funny right some people like uh, they hold on to the facts so that they, you know, they have that one little nugget uh, in the yeah. right. But <laughs> that goes into a separate thing of like, you know, well, there's two things. One, I wish the air force did a better job of like, you know, training everybody with like financial management and what, you know, whatever else, like, I don't know, just like general rules of thumb that like nobody talks about, but some people know again, or like people would be willing to tell you if like, if you knew to bring it up, but then also like, um i always run into the problem where i want to like like if i find something out i want to just like blast it to the entire air force or like you know to the entire squadron or group or who, whoever it is yeah. but i always feel weird about doing that you know i don't know i mean i've done that on facebook recently with like yeah i noticed uh, i seen like not like i'm not like yeah i noticed <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like no i
0: noticed you put like throwing out some helpful hints there you've kind of been on a kick of that there's like with the podcast on uh, on your home buying experience trying to save some people from uh, the downfalls that you faced
1: yeah exactly i think very noble thank you thank you I, I just i always realized like or i realized i wish there was some place where you could like get lessons learned essentially and i realized those are kind of like books i suppose like if you read a book on financial management then you can learn all the you know things that so you don't have to learn the hard way uh in a sense but i wish there was just like a good collection of all like lessons learned um so but it, uh, it,
0: it, here's the question if you had this collection of lessons learned it would probably fill a house but would you go about reading it or would you just rather just figure it out for yourself because at a certain point you know is the juice worth the squeeze <laughs>
1: <laughs> there it is uh i was thinking about this and i want you know kind of throwing a number out there but Hopefully not really. Uh, out of like, you know, obviously 100% of things that you could learn, maybe like 20% of them, would you say, is like you have to learn the hard way for it to stick? I don't know. I mean, a lot of the times, I don't know. It's, it's hard I to think I think it varies. Those.
0: I yeah. know
1: I, I have to learn things the hard way a lot more often,
0: and my girlfriend has to 98% of the time has to learn things the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, she's so hard-headed. I'm hard-headed too, but so like I'm probably like I have to learn things the hard way for like 70% and she's like 90 a uh, 98%. I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> you probably shouldn't do that." And then just out of spite she does it and then gets him like <laughs> like hey, God forbid me say what I'll tell you. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> i know people like that too and it's <laughs> it, i i think i'm more the type of like if somebody tells me something i really appre- which you know kind of um kind of like we were talking about before what you um judge others with is kind of how you judge yourself like a reflection of how you judge yourself i suppose is like when other people tell me stuff i really appreciate that and i usually follow them if i you know but yeah. that's that's the big thing is if you remember it right so that's what Learning stuff the hard way makes you remember it, I suppose, and apply it. As opposed to if somebody just tells you something, you know, then like two years from now you have to apply. You don't, you might not even remember it, let alone know how to apply it, type of thing. Yeah,
0: Um, it's like like it doesn't matter. Like I feel like that's always. I know we had that back in the day. We had that discussion of lesson learned versus lessons observed. There's only so much uh, you can do to remember, and it really I think it really comes down to painting a very good picture for that person. Yep. And that's the only way they can really get that lesson learned. And you have to paint a picture that's so vivid that it burns into their mind, you know? Um, for instance, uh, I, I hate to say this, but what's, what's one thing? Um, okay, here's an example. With the sniper pod, can you see IR beacons? No. Okay, no. And why is that burned into your memory?
1: Uh, I don't know, did somebody make a mistake once? Yep. Uh, uh,
0: because the story, of, like,
1: fratricide or something? Yep. Uh,
0: the story that uh, I always will remember is because the B1s, they were doing a cast mission. Uh, long story short, uh, the JTAC told them that they were marked by IR beacons uh, and the enemy was shooting. Because you cannot see IR in the pod, they saw the, the crew did not know that they saw some muzzle flashes and they're like, okay, yep. We're like, I don't see any IR. So since the muzzle flashes are going off, um, that's gotta be the enemy dropped on the muzzle flashes. Um, too bad. They dropped on The muzzle flashes that had IR beacons. They couldn't, that they couldn't see. And they killed, um, friendlies. So, uh, I will always remember that story, and every JTAC that I know knows that story just about. And uh, I heard that story when I was in the buff. Uh, it's a haunt, it's, it's, that's a very vivid um, memory. While I did not have to experience it myself, uh, because the pe- picture was painted so clearly for me, um, that now becomes a lesson learned. But if somebody's just like, "Hey, uh, you know, the sniper pod can't see IR." all right see
1: it. <laughs> yeah. and then i suppose it's also because the result was so catastrophic yes. that you obviously don't want to do that you know but yes. th- that brings me actually to another topic um we won't trail too far away but of just isn't it crazy that they like that we're trusted with this stuff like I mean, well, not, 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 I mean, yeah, it is, but not necessarily in that sense, just in the sense of, like, you know, like, let's just say you're flying a local story. You're just going, you know, somewhere within the United States coming back, no weapons or anything. It's just crazy that, like, we have to know so much stuff and, you know, not – I mean, especially when you're not totally to experienced or, like, not a patch or something like that. Like, you're not going to know – Every detail or note to no, like watch out for certain things, and yeah. there's just there's just like you could study for a long time and still miss out on one thing, and yeah. that could be that you know then you could that that one mistake you could have you could never see it you know, yeah. but then somebody else could see it make that mistake, and then we like judge them for it or they get like a Q two or Q three or something like that if it's a you know bad day it happens on their check ride or something, and then. It's just, uh, yeah. It, it, I mean, it's, it's kind of coming back to like the DUI thing. It's like one mistake or one mistake on the wrong day type of thing, wrong place, wrong time almost situation. Yeah. And it's like, that's like a fucking like, you suck, you know, or like a yeah, mark, a you know? Show. Done. Yeah. I guess
0: that, that can really be probably applicable to just about all things in life. I think the way you put it right there, uh, wrong place, wrong time, it really kind of sums up it. it, it I guess it's the kind of catch-all reason. Um, wrong place, wrong time, wrong base, wrong time. So if you're <laughs> you're you're at you're at the base and you're having a rash of DUIs, and you're the you happen to be the fifteenth DUI, and even if you were like I said, you're just either like under barely under the limit or barely over the limit, you're getting
1: you're you're they're canceling Christmas on you. Uh, yeah, that one I, I didn't think about that one. That's a that's a good point. E- even with like you know if. Um, If somebody makes a mistake like not hitting in a deadline, and then somebody else, you know, the next time the supervisor's like, all right, if anybody doesn't hit this deadline, they're going to get like a Article 15, no questions asked type of thing. And then cool. the one guy who like never misses a deadline misses it. And then he gets the Article 15. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. It's like, you got to make an example of somebody. And it's like, oh, yeah. the fact, like, isn't that like, I think that can be like, this is not a military problem. This is a, human problem the fact that you have to make examples out of people what kind like what are what are we doing that we have to make examples out of people like we won't even we can't learn because if the if you let that guy escape, then i'm like we can't just like hey man why why are we like that as humans
1: why yeah so i have a big philosophy on this one actually um it's like if you I think I've talked about this before in the sense of, you know, when you live, you can either choose to, you know, just to make it like two paths, you could either like choose to have fun and like, you know, not have a legacy, I suppose, or like you could like hamper down, not have any fun, build a legacy, like improve the world, that type of stuff. You know, it's not that simple, but let's just look at that construct. So you like, if you want to be a good coach or like, I don't know, a good leader in like times of war and that type of stuff you have to have like no emotional attachment almost you have to to your people you just have to like you know lay down the law type of thing and uh set the situation and you know follow the rules and it's basically like you know if um for us like let's just say you were the commander and i was your do but when i fly i like suck or something and i'm not up to standards mm-hmm. you have to be you have to be able to like take me out of the seat or, like, tell me I can't fly anymore as opposed to being like, oh, man, I like, you know, I like Port. Maybe he'll do better next time. And then I fuck yeah. up in the next story, you know. Yeah. So they uh, – yeah, and I think – so I think for everyday life, that probably doesn't matter. You know. You can kind of use your leadership abilities or um, personality uh, or personal relationships type of thing to mm-hmm. make that work. But I think when it comes down to it, you need to set the law like – Um, this is probably not a spoiler alert because people, you know, Game of Thrones is coming and gone, but there is an episode in Game of Thrones where Jon Snow gets, um, so this is gonna spoil for you, just uh, I guess jump forward like 30 seconds. But Jon Snow uh becomes like the commander of like the kind of the army, and he's kind of like young to do it, so people are kind of like, who the fuck's this guy? And so one guy questions him, and he's he, like, gives him a chance. He's like, are you sure you want to question me on this? Like, this is your final chance? And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, okay, well, I'm going to execute you in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah. And he he's like, no, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he's like, well, it's too late. You already, you know, kind of. So he, like, kind of set the precedent of, yeah. you know, he kind of made it black and white, which I suppose it needs to be, especially if it's, like, wartime and all that type of stuff, you know, yeah. like I said. But I think otherwise you should be able to. Make it work out. And if everybody doesn't already have a predisposition to hate you, I think you should be able to manage it appropriately. So, I think sorry, you, that you was
0: gotta, good. no, you're good. I think you've got to be, you can some, probably sum that up as it all depends, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. It, you got to be, you got to, yeah, you got to be a human and you have to make decisions like that are appropriate for that scenario. Um, maybe, maybe to go back to DUIs, maybe. That, you know, the, everybody getting the one mistake thing, maybe that's appropriate for that sp- specific situation. Right. But I have a hard time believing that it's it's severe enough a lot of times to have somebody really truly be boned for the rest of their career and have no good time or no good assignment or have that, their record forever blemished.
1: Yeah, and I think DUI shouldn't be... That shouldn't be a way to set an example of like, hey, let's not do DUIs anymore. It should be more like we were saying, it's like it should be more of don't do DUIs, guys. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. That or even, should be like kinda inherent almost. But Yeah. It will that's then I'm sure people
0: would say, well, it should be obvious, but then it still happens, you know. Uh, yeah. but to the other point, you know, I think it it may be better as leaders say, Okay, sure, this person messed up. Not how do we punish them but how do we bring them back up you know how do we we don't want to beat beat them up we want to or we don't want to beat them down we want to beat them up basically bring them up
1: yeah actually there's a good ted talk on that about the i i think i know we talked about this one the uh what's that um where the american soldiers were treating the iraqi soldiers or somebody really badly guantanamo or no the um my grave or something like that or molly Bobby or something. Grave? My, yeah Bobby. that one yeah there's like a ted talk on that about like kind of the it kind of goes deeper into like how naturally evil humans are type of thing Where mm-hmm. like given the situation we could do it and i think whatever that other test is where the guys became guards and the guys became yeah. prisoners and the all that Stanford
0: the Stanford uh, jail test or something like that or yeah guards.
1: that's yes. just like kind of power hungry type of thing i suppose but yeah. In the TED talk, they talked about how um, it's better to look at the situation not as like who's at fault, but how did we get here? Like, what was the root of the problem? Not who was the, yeah. root of the problem. So, similar to DUIs and like case by case basis.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes me think like, talk like when you talk about um, just like how evil we are as humanity. I saw a. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i saw a post and it was a meme i'm gonna do to, but i'm gonna butcher the meme but it was funny because i thought it was like brilliant um you know the sh- the movie spy kids remember that yeah well i guess steve buscemi was a uh, oh, bad yeah, yeah. He, was, he was a bad guy in the in the movie and he said this line again this is a kid's movie and he's like looking up to the sky and he's like do you think God doesn't come down to earth because he's afraid of what he's created? I was like, <laughs> Oh my god, that's savage to think like that's like a really poetic thing to say and a really like scary thing to say, but in a kid's movie and you're like, Whoa. Right. That's that's so far beyond like that's like a out of the scope. Know, <laughs> yeah, you're just like, Wow. Like it brings up an interesting point, but uh yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it is kind of crazy what people are capable of, especially not just with that, but with anything like, well, I suppose to go deeper into it. I saw something recently that uh, Navy SEALs have like a 40% rule where they say like when you – your mind thinks you're like completely done, you're only 40% done. Yeah. So you can kind of keep pushing yourself type of thing. So yeah. I suppose that's a, that's a positive way of it. But like you, you really got to guard yourself um, – I guess with that with mental weakness but also uh you know power hungry and like taking advantage of certain situations you know uh actually i i saw this recently a good way to guard yourself of that is like think about every situation and realize uh, or like consider your family name and whatever maybe your like integrity is on the line type of thing Mm -hmm. you know kind of like you know do do everything as if your mother or grandma's watching or something This i think like i that.
0: see what you're saying so like if you're when you're making a decision would your do you think your family name would withstand making this decision yeah If like, people found out about it or something
1: right it's like if i you know if i had like a perfect opportunity to steal something would i take it or would i be like oh shit i can't let uh the ports uh i can't let the ports down <laughs> you know and i also don't want to lie to myself type of thing you know yeah by the way being on the podcast is really tough to refer to ourselves as our call signs i think that's <laughs> i know yeah. madison had a rough time with that so
0: yeah uh, well we're professionals
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is true i our uh my setup has really vastly improved over the years so yeah. it's very nice. Next thing you
0: know, um, I have a freaking closet where I, with sound-absorbing foam and everything, <laughs> the, pee, the pee popper filter and everything on the
1: mic. Yeah, that'll be that'll be. Oh god, that'll be epic, that, dude. That's my dream. I um, have you just seen comedians in cars getting coffee? I have, dude. I think that that's like my dream, man. Yeah. It's like I mean, I suppose it's also because they're rich, you know. Both <laughs> you know Jerry Seinfeld or whoever else he has on there yeah but just like chilling with somebody you know just talking shooting the shit type of thing but like deep kind of conversation and yeah. just grabbing a cup of coffee or like something leisurely you know like that's that's awesome to me so
0: yeah i think uh and this is kind of more general talk not just hitting jets but i was listening to another uh, I, I think I was listening to npr uh if you, all you know, I get about half of my information, if not more, from NPR. But they, people are talking about there's a resurgence of basically talk radio and more specifically the amount of podcasts and why people enjoy podcasts so much is because people are hungry for that conversation that they get. Um, even when they're not part of it, they just are. they are thirsty, they're hungry, and they crave that human interaction or being a part of that human interaction, even though they're not – contributing to it they're just getting a glimpse into it and i think that's really why um like in that instance you're talking about you have these very like they're just doing normal things just riding around in a car and having these uh conversations that's what's so entertaining about
1: it yeah and that's another one of those things where i want to do this i want to just like when i talk to people sometimes even like a stranger i I want to be like let's cut the fucking small talk and let's get deep into it like (laughs) you know like are you actually happy you know whatever like how do you like your job type of you know that type of stuff as opposed to like oh where are you from how you doing you know good good all this you know yeah
0: i think uh when it comes to that realm i think probably since honestly since we started this podcast like Back in what? That was twenty sixteen. The the December, the winter of twenty sixteen. I think. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, since doing that, I've had a lot more conversations of that caliber with random people, and I'm always surprised at how like if I'm willing to be open about it, or I just will. Re- I'm willing to like just if I ask them like, hey man, so um, you look like you're having a really tough time. Uh, <laughs> what do you... What what's made you fall down this this road, you know? Why or why? That's an interesting decision you you made. What makes you like? What's deeper into that? And then they're right. like they're kind of put back a little bit. But I'm like I'm like oh no, I'm I'm genuinely like, like I'm genuinely curious. Um, like no judgment. I'm just curious. Like I just want to have a talk. And then they be like, the next thing you know, we're talking about deep dark stuff. And like <laughs> wow, like, man, that's some crazy stuff. And like I'm not going around telling anybody. And I think. I think a lot of times people are worried about having people figure out, but I think, again, one of the things that, because of podcast, I think both of us are pretty open. Like, we'll tell just about anything in our lives. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, sure, you're probably embarrassed about it once upon a time, or maybe you still are, but, I mean, what's a little bit of embarrassment? Like, before, besides, um, like, why should that discourage you from having deep human interaction with somebody else, you know?
1: Right, I think... Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I think the minority minority of the people would not be open to uh, deeper discussions. Yeah, like I think it's you know it's um, not a social norm to like you know stop somebody on the on the uh, sidewalk and be like, "What do you what do you think the edge of the universe looks like?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but I think like yeah. if you you know was talking to somebody for a little bit and kind of like let you know it went in that way or there was an easy transition or something like that i think you know anytime i've had like kind of normal conversation with people and then i've found the opportunity to like go deeper into it they've been like receptive
0: oh, brave you know? buster in there.
1: <laughs> yeah exactly quick four times 78 <laughs> like That, but yeah. yeah i think i think most people are kind of receptive to that
0: yeah for sure uh, even the people who pretend not to be uh, for instance I got one of my guys uh, I spent a good amount of time with uh, he is very very closed off um, to everybody for anything and because the amount of time I I spent like basically every single day for almost a month with this guy and he opened up and like I learned a ton about him um, way more than I would have thought like I and now I make sense of how he acts and how he interacts with people. I completely understand now. I'm like, hmm. and that, and I think that too. To your point, um, having those human interactions, it can just make it can make everybody a better person because now you can if you take that into account instead of just looking at that person like hmm, throw the book at him. If you know something about him, you're like, oh man. I understand why this is very detrimental or why this person made this decision, even if it was a bad one They came from this place. And it just comes to knowing your people.
1: Yeah, that's very true. And then you can act accordingly, I suppose. Yep. And that's why bringing it back maybe to the DUI thing or, you know, kind of just, I think we talked about it, the feed, feedback portion where, you know, commanders would look at people's like OPRs or something, but they never get the context. And obviously they can't have like, um, you can't interview like everybody, right? Yeah. But or get to know them before you make a decision. But that's how it truly should be done, right? Like you should kind of, uh, yeah, you should. I guess you should kind of know everybody. But then you also don't want to let emotions get in the way. You're like I think we ran into that sometimes with like when we were flight commanders of, uh, you know, who should get on the these sorties and all this type of stuff. It was it's like, well, this guy's been doing good or this guy did bad. Maybe he could use this. You know, that if you go too far into it, it's not good. But um, yeah, get, you getting end to know up your in people, a rabbit hole. Yeah, getting to know your people certainly shouldn't hurt, right?
0: No. Well, we're about out of time. We're at uh, a
1: little bit over an hour. You can closing oh, uh, Yeah, something I want to go back to actually real quick. I forgot to say is when we teach lessons, like you were talking about with the vivid picture, that is a good way to put it. It's like you have to really show like kind of set it up and show them the consequences and all that you know all the things that came into it like if i tell you i don't know um make sure when you you know if you do this you make sure to bring up this screen and double check this and then that's all i say and the guy's like okay (laughs) you know and then he doesn't know the reasoning behind it and all that type of stuff you know yeah because that'll further cement the lesson or at least teach him something right yeah, um, her so i think i think we do sometimes a bad job of like spurt like spurting out quick like information like like as you're walking away from someone like hey make sure you check that screen and they're like okay you know and you don't like <laughs> <laughs> yeah which which is something i always go back to is we it's tough to just create this but we need more time that's why i think focus fly is really good you know yeah. um where we like all sit down and talk about our lessons learned is because we need to like Take our time with the stuff as opposed to being like, all right, guys, we got uh, 23 minutes for the focus fly. Uh, throw out your lessons learned real quick and uh, we'll move on and drink or something. It's like, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's another, like, I, I'm i not going to, I'll save my response for that for the Petty Podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're, you not have one of those though.
1: in a while. We're, we're probably, uh, when you probably need an event sesh, huh? Yeah. I, oh, I got the actually. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, anyway, that's, I just wanted to add that real quick. And that was a great addition. Um, That's all I got. Yeah, we'll uh, see you guys next time. All right. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.